Welcome to What About This, a show where we talk about all the interesting consumer tech stories that we think you should know about. Today, we're discussing the used product market, why some people are scared of it, and how to not be dumb while using it. All right, so um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's obviously, you know, it's been, it's been a, a fair chunk of time since we uh we last did one of these that's a fun uh, way to now put it. to be fair <laughs> to be fair that is uh, for the majority on me um but you know as a student you know life is so tough you know it's it's hard you know just cut out time for you know other things i'm, I'm sure you're understanding um and no. so no 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 i don't for, understand at all totally don't well, get it you know, at all uh we're just gonna have to sit here at you know uh, a little stalemate and you know it's, it's just a tough world we live in you know Every, no, okay. you, you can't get everything that you wish for yeah. maybe for yourself just... but for me uh no 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 okay mr mr privileged um oh, yeah that mexican <laughs> well, let, privilege see. i see <sighs> you know it's just it, it's it's what, what do they say nowadays it's giving privileged okay my days okay um, but to start us off, to start us off after our, our long excursion and absence, uh, let's talk about the used market. So I've, I've obviously, you know, a lot of my products for the past, at least I would say probably like four to six years, I've been getting like used products for like, you know, phone, just personal, like electronics and stuff. And so over that period, I've kind of, I, I would say I've kind of learned the ways a bit and kind of, you know, tiptoed around, haven't really had a, a bad experience per se. And so I feel like for me, it's always been a kind of positive thing. Obviously, I was a bit skeptical coming in because, you know, people have always been, especially, you know, eBay has like a reputation or had at least. Um, but uh, like coming into that, obviously, there was a bit of learning, but I haven't really had a bad experience. And so I, I've bought like four phones used now. Um, I started my first iPhone I got was used 6S Plus back in the days. Bought a 7, a 7 Plus, XS Max, and now I have an 11 Pro Max. And so all of those have been smooth experiences. Um, haven't had any issues there. My most recent purchase, um, I got a camera lens like a couple weeks ago um, that I bought used. And the lens itself, it, it was a pretty expensive lens. And for the first time ever, I bought a uh, piece of camera equipment not on MPB. And I actually bought the lens on eBay from what a camera store. Just saying, what is MPB for the audience? Uh, for the audience, MPB is kind of like... Um, it's, it's a company that is built completely around like the used market. And so they mainly specialize, I think not even mainly, but they, they are just like a camera equipment, like company. And so mm -hmm. you can like sell them or like trade, you can trade in used products. You can sell used products to them and get like a quote, whatever, you know, get paid. Um, and then you can buy products from them. And so Ooh, pretty trusted. much... Sorry, I was going to say, it's just one of those trusted, well-known websites for camera mm -hmm. gear. Yeah, 
And so they have like a process, you know, where they have like, you know, however many point step process to like check equipment, verify stuff, you know, make sure that they have like a standard of what comes in and what goes out. And so for the past, how long have I been getting camera equipment stuff? What, like four or five years? Uh, for the past four or five years, all of my used camera equipment that I've gotten, camera bodies, lenses, have all come from MPB because I trust them. They have a warranty. They have like, you know, all their stuff meets a certain standard quality wise. And, you know, just uh, like in terms of being able to trust that it will work, you won't have any issues. And so up until this lens that I just bought, everything I got had been through MPB. But the lens that I wanted was already in, like in and of itself, it was already an expensive lens. Like the lens itself, I don't know what it goes for retail, but used cheapest, like I was able to find like on eBay, the lens was like $1,200, like 1.2K. Now on MPB, I think it was around like 1.5, 1.6. And I was like, bro. I am not a walking piggy bank. I'm trying to get, you know, the cheapest I could get this lens for. With, within reason, within reason. And so um, I got it from this uh, camera store in Japan. And they shipped the lens over, um, got it, all was well. And I started using the lens, and, you know, cosmetically and, like, appearance-wise. Everything was good. Everything was good, beautiful, crisp. Um, I started using the lens, updated the firmware on the lens in my body, uh, first of all. Uh, but I started using the lens, and I kind of started running into this issue with the autofocus system, where even when the lens was, like, in manual and the camera was in manual, like, the actual focusing of the lens would still, like, change its focus point randomly by itself. And every now and then, I would hear, like, kind of, like, a sound, like, fr internally from the lens. So I did some research... And people said, like, because of the actual, the actual lens itself is pretty large, um, there's, like, a lens element sound that you, like, get every now and then in, like, certain focusing scenarios. But it still didn't really touch on the actual focusing itself. And so then I started doing some photo stuff, like, last week. And um, this was the first time, because for video, I normally use manual focus anyway. So I hadn't really had any autofocus situations, per se. But I was doing some stuff for work last week with the, like, in photo with the lens. And face-to-tech autofocus was not, was not working. It was not, like, it would work eventually, but it was struggling. And so that was a nail in the coffin. Uh, confirmed pretty much that there was an issue with the autofocusing system. <sighs> Got a return started, and so now I'm sending it back. Unfortunate. Really, really sad. Wasn't really a negative part in there. Um at least in like in terms of the the actual like uh, camera store handling the return, we had like a few back and forth messages explaining what was going on. They just double checked some stuff on their end to make sure there wasn't anything I was doing, um, and so now I'm getting that sent back. Tough. I I kind of feel bad for them because I know that's going to be an expensive return getting a, an item shipped back, and it was already free shipping to start off with, and so I, I felt bad, but. <laughs> it's money. <laughs> I, I need a lens that works. And so I purchased another one. Um, that one's getting here in like a day or two. And so a little setback, but still, for the most part, smooth experience. That's the only hiccup I've ever had. Um, but yeah, what about you?
I, I kind of went, went on for a, a, a little, little couple minutes there. Um, so little, what about you? Do you have any like experiences? It's okay. Yeah. Um, so my experiences. So I would say my first used product that I've actually bought in a long time was a MacBook Air 2020. Mm. And when I was looking for one, I was being, do I just buy a new one or do I buy a used one? And then I believe it was either you or my father that brought up, hey, you can go to the Apple's refurbish website because on their page, if you scroll to the very bottom, there's a refurbish area. And what they have is basically, you know, their, let's say maybe, you know, some of their products have been returned and they're trying to, you know, get some money back off of it. Mm-hmm. Is it still overpriced? Yes. But it's not a bad deal. So an example was I got that 2020 MacBook Air for, I think it was 1100 for 16 gigabytes of RAM, 256 gigabytes of storage. Now, if I would have done it getting it new, that combination would have cost me about 1400 So it saved about 300 bucks going down the used route. Mm-hmm. Were there any problems with the Mac? No, it works perfectly. There was still some warranty that came with it as well. And I would say the only thing that was wrong with it was there was a little nick in the bottom. But, like, you're not going to notice it with the case. Overall, the product's great. You know, no problems. Battery's great. No wrong. Webcam still blows. But, you know, that's just normal for all of, like, I would say Apple laptops. That's just a standard. And then after that, about a year later, which let's say a few months ago, I picked, I picked up an iPhone because after a while I was like, I had a pixel pixel wasn't bad, but it had issues as in it would be slow or the battery just died really fast. Mm-hmm. Also the processor, not amazing. It was the pixel five, a, and the issue with it was it was a mid-tier processor. Mm-hmm. But if you, everyone knows, and for people who don't know, Apple, you get the latest and greatest processor. There's no mid-tier, low-tier. You just get a great phone altogether. Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about website options. So you can either do eBay, which you know that's sketchy. You could either get an iPhone. You could get an Android thinking that it's an iPhone. Or you end up going down the road of it could be iCloud blocked. And for people who don't know, iCloud block is if you don't remove your iCloud and restore a phone, you cannot resell it because it is locked to that user's account. So a lot of people will end up, let's say, stealing iPhones, resell them on the market. And the thing is that they won't tell anyone, hey, this is stolen. But once they get the money, they can just dip. You know, there's not really any repercussions. And eBay's gotten better with that lately. As in, they will refund you for if you did have a theft issue. Now, if you want to go with a more trusted site, you could go with Swappa. Swappa, you can basically sell your used products. And it does have to meet a certain qualifications. But you sell it, they grab a percentage. There you go. The only problem is... If you don't like what you buy, you can't return it. It's once you buy it, you got to keep it or try to resell it yourself. 
So I did have one because my when I got my XS Max, I originally bought I originally bought it on Swappa, and then I got it. And what was the issue? Um, I don't know if it was like I wasn't able to use my carrier with it, but I had some issue, and so I had to send it back. But that was like my one experience with Swappa, and then I just went back to Gazelle and stood, uh, st- uh, what's it called? Stayed there. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I feel like experience. just, yeah, like generally, um, like for at least for, I feel like just for devices in general, if you can go to a, a site that's like specializes in just those things, it, it's generally safer than going for like going to ebay because i mean you're, you're talking about ebay and for anyone who hasn't used ebay before like it don't go in with the expectation that it's just generally sketchy you just have to know how to use it and so generally be i feel like yeah like on ebay there's certain things i would buy on ebay and there's certain things i wouldn't buy on ebay yeah and i definitely wouldn't buy a phone on ebay like no offense to the the genuine you know humble people out there that are just trying to, you know, get their, get their coin from their phone. But, <laughs> but all the bad people have ruined it. So <laughs> it's time to move somewhere else. I'm sorry. It's a tough world. No. But generally phones, I wouldn't get on eBay. Um, camera, maybe I'll just have to do a lot of research into that, which is generally just something that I feel like you have to do on eBay. Just making sure that you're checking seller reviews seller previous um like images and stuff description make sure you always check the description on ebay because um you can get you can get done dirty if you don't read the description and something was in there that you didn't see but you assumed was the case and then they're like oh well it was in the description so let me let me give you you a great example actually gpus use the gpus and cards so when mining bots were becoming a big thing or even uh buy bots Mm. Um, people would be saying, hey, here's a GPU. Then you scroll down in the description and be like, oh, it says just included is the cardboard box, not the actual card itself. Mm. And some people were missing that. Because I think when the PS5 originally came out, there was literally someone that was making like bank off of that. Literally just like saying in the description that all you're getting is like a box or like some like random thing. But people just wouldn't read, which is kind of crazy when you're spending hundreds of dollars, like not making sure that you're getting what you're paying for. Mm-hmm. But people would just click, quick, you know, and then they would get like their, what's it called? Their empty box, complain to eBay. Then eBay is like, well, you got what you, what you, what you agreed to. So why are you complaining? Remember, people always read the fine print. It really does matter. But also, I would say another thing, going back to just a little touch on Swappa. One thing that's an option is in case, let's say you don't care about the screen quality, it has three tiers. You have fair, you have good, and you have amazing. What does that do? Fair is just like going to be like your typical scratch screen. Good quality means that there's going to be like a few scratches here or there. Great quality means perfect condition. It's amazing. So for myself, I ended up going with 
I think it was the middle tier, which was good quality. And I did end up coming, what was it? It did come with a scratch on it. Or it came with like a few. There was a, like a hair scratch and then there was a deeper scratch. Mm. But like nine times out of ten, you won't even ever notice it. Unless was you that really, on, really look. Was that on Swap or Gazelle? That was Giselle. Uh, but like I said, most people can live with a scratch here or there. Mm-hmm. Like I'll never understand. Like, just one thing ahead. to say here. I'll never understand the people who don't like using screen protectors or have a naked phone. Mm. I'm like, that's a life I could never live. Once you start dropping like a grand $500, bro, it goes in mm-hmm. a case. You put on a skin. You're like, no, nothing's going to happen to this. Hey, yeah, that goes out to my sister. If you're listening, hey, put a screen <laughs> protector on that phone, man. Like, <laughs> she she bought she bought her phone like brand new, and to be fair, she has a Rhino Shield case on, so you know, that's good protection. Still no screen protector, right? but all it takes is one stray rogue pebble, and that screen is donezo, toast. And so, hey, if you're listening, get a screen protector, put it on because. Every time I see that phone, it makes me it makes me nervous. Like for me, not even for you, like me. But uh, yeah, to the to the industry tyrants and um, just people that don't care out there, hey, put a screen protector on that phone, bro, and and stop walking around with a naked phone. Like, well, I think it also goes down. I was gonna say it also goes down to the aesthetic. I think a lot of people like the showing off, like I have an iPhone, and what's the aesthetic gonna be like? Show that if I'm your rich. screen is looking like an ice pond, bro, cracks and stuff all, all, all up in there, bro, looking like a, a shattered windshield. Oh, people don't care, dude. As long as it's an iPhone, bro. If I, <laughs> no, I, I remember in high school. I I feel like now nowadays, at least in college, I don't really see this anymore. But in high school, people will be walking around with like their 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 iPhones, literally looking like broken glass. Like oh, literal sure. pieces of glass missing, divots in the screen. <laughs> but it's it's an Not iPhone, wrong. so I would deal yeah. with that. They would just deal with any cuts that they got, like thumb. Who cares? Bro. Which is a bit wild. Their like, thumbs bro, just look put like a screen they've gone to war, there. bro. They look like they've gone to war, and then you're literally, like, bro, are you okay? Is and your I'm thumb like, okay? at some point, like, bro. And I feel like for some reason, I feel like it was the five S. The 5S, the amount of 5Ss that I could picture in my head, cracked screens, and the 5C, a little bit of the 5C. But the 5S, bro, I don't know what it was about that year. But everyone that had that phone had cracked screen automatically. No, that glass quality definitely was different. Do you remember the iPhone 4? iPhone 4 and 4S, bro? Those things were tanks. You could throw it into a wall and nothing would happen. Well... Hey, 5S. Apple switched it up. They, they changed the formula. I don't know what recipe they were using for the glass. But hey, they missed some some something there. Um, Side question, though, <laughs> on to this. Since we are uh, going on to a different topic, but do you think you would like to see a 5C again? Or like a C? Like the plastic again? Um, Honestly, uh, from me, I'm, I'm A-okay with them axing that. Um... I feel like it was like it was cool in that time as as a wee kid. Like that time period back in twenty 
rough estimate, 13, 12 area. Um, it was cool then, but I'm not gonna lie. If you, as an adult, are walking around with a plastic back, uh, lime green, cool raspberry, or cherry pink phone, I'm, I'm not looking at you sideways, but that is a bit interesting, I would say. Oh, for sure. It's a bit interesting. At that time, it was a pretty cool phone. Um, my boy, uh, Aristotle, uh, he was rocking that phone back in the day. And they had like this whole cutout case that was kind of cool. Um, I would kind of like to see Apple just try stuff like that again. Because they've for sure gotten a blueprint down that they're sticking to. But I feel like that has, that, that was a, a one, one race pony. Try something else. But it was a cool thing. Maybe if they were like trying to market directly to kids again maybe um but but you know you would have to see like ain't do you really think people are blowing what like what apple how could they even price that anymore i don't know because you can't go as cheap because back then what an iphone was only like a few hundred bucks like they were under 500 bucks now we're getting up to a grand a piece that's true but it was also the cheaper model i think and I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it started at like 32 gigabytes or some useless space size. Oh, bro. No phone is allowed to have 32 gigabytes anymore. Like That's actually like, you should be put in Guantanamo Bay for that. I'm not going to lie. Like, we're in 64, bro. Like, there are still some companies. No, actually, no. Apple was, I think, the last company with the iPhone 12. Mm-hmm. It's the last one that they did, the 64 gigabytes. Which, yeah, because that hurts. Even 64, bro. 64 is foul. No, 128 should be entry. Because. Well, that has to be the new standard, 128. Yeah. Because by the time you install apps, take a couple photos, maybe one one little video, one little video vibe, you know, your phone's already like, (laughs) already complaining. And also, another thing here for uh, people who don't know. Um, the reason you want to have a bit more storage than what you actually have is it will slow down your phone. So a lot of people said, you know, they have a glitchy phone or anything Mm -hmm. like that. It's because all that space is being used up in the RAM. Mm -hmm. So for a future, if you guys ever want to have an iPhone that, you know, does better and you don't have those lags, make sure you guys go with the pro model. The pro model always have more RAM so that you don't have to worry about issues as much. I mean, iPhone's already optimized completely. But if you are doing a lot more heavier task, it will take care of your issues. Yeah. Um, but circling back to just, like, use stuff, <clears throat> like, just some quick websites that I want to put out there that are, like, my go-tos. MPB for camera stuff. They're go-to. They're, like, top, you know, best of the best. B&H, I, I've never gotten anything from B&H. But they're hounding me so frequently with ads on YouTube that I might as well throw their name out there. Um, but MPB is top for me for camera stuff. Gazelle is my go-to for anything phone. They also have, I haven't bought a laptop on there. Um, but they have laptops on there and phones, iPads. They're my top when it comes to like 
what would you call that? Personal consumer devices, I guess. Yeah, um, pretty much. And then if you want to talk furniture and stuff too, I guess you can throw OfferUp and Facebook Marketplace in there. Um, but those are like the top websites that I use. Then eBay, I use for like everything else. Um, I got that camera lens on there now. Um, but I also just get like smaller stuff on there. Like just other small random like electronics. Oh, I'll you did also eBay. get like an Xbox there. Oh, I forgot. I was like, bro, I feel like, I feel like there's stuff I, I like. I'm forgetting that I, I got off there. Um, yeah, I got an Xbox. Um, on there that was smooth, like a hundred, a uh, hundred, like I think sixty, around there. Great, smooth, no issues. Um, yeah, pretty much anything that is not a camera or a laptop, iPad or phone, I would get on eBay. At least if I'm getting used. But yeah, would, those would be my, my go-tos. Do you have any that you would add to that? I think you pretty much summed it up. That's mm. Those are pretty much the main hitters to go for anything at the moment. Mm. And I would say... And like, I feel like... Good. I was just going to say. And the great thing with going like with these reputable websites, in case something ever happens to you or you get scammed in any way, they will most likely help you out crucial especially that when it starts to get to more thing. expensive items crucial especially that we're getting to the holiday seasons now too mm. you may think oh we're getting to you know happy days now there was going to be a lot of people thriving trying to see how yeah. many people hey, they hey, can cause, scam cause some people are trying to get their christmas gifts too it just might be a little <laughs> different <laughs> you know a different kind of like you're trying to get your physical gift day i'm trying to get my my bag you know <laughs> and so hey watch for that um and yeah safe uh use producting i don't know all right um, but we head to the next topic yeah so i feel like you know every day as i'm walking the planet as a human you know i encounter things like like just when i'm using electronics things that, that you know annoy me get under my skin and just irk like irk me you know and so i feel like we should add a segment that just kind of centers around things that we've encountered from our day-to-day -day life that have some you know interconnections with tech that annoy us so i can start us off because i i, I was i was putting on i was putting on a new screen protector on my phone today and nowadays i've kind of switched the type of screen protectors that i get but up to this point, I had kind of been getting uh, like just screen protectors, like the ones that you would have to kind of like physically put like in a line on the phone yourself. Like manually. And so you got to like look down be like, does that match up with the notch? Does that go right there? Like, oh, I honestly don't know how I was doing it before. Like I literally got to the point where like whenever people were putting on screen protectors in the house, they'd come to me because... Like, getting that alignment perfectly was just such a painful task. And if it was, like, even the slightest bit off, like, it would taunt you for the rest of your life. Like, oh, the rest of sure. your days, you would see it. Or you became the doctor of the house. Mm -hmm. And I remember Obi. there was, like, one, like, there was one phone that I got where I think it was, like, the tiniest hair off. And there was, like, a blur, like, 
on the front camera because like the glass was over. It was, ugh. and though, you know, screen protectors aren't the cheap, like, like, you know, they're like, you know, 10, 10, 15 bucks, but you know, I'm going to get a new one. Still I mean, money. it can even go up to 20, 30. I think I paid about exactly. 20 for mine. And so if you ruined one, like I think th- there have been times where, you know, finger accidentally slips, you get a fingerprint under the, the sticky part, you know, accidentally drop the, the screen protector, you get some dust under there, or hair or something. And it's just, no, no. And so since that time, I've switched to like the ones that have like the alignment guards, which just make life so much easier because it goes on one and done. But I was doing that today and I was using one with an alignment guard. But that just made me like have flashbacks to the prehistoric days when you had to do it with your own man, man, uh, God-given fingers. Um, but yeah, that 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 was one of the top things I was thinking about. That just you know annoys me, kind of gets under my skin. But what do you what do you have? What do you have? I know you've been having some some recent run-ins and experiences. All right. <clears throat> so my issues. So now. Getting an iPhone from what Obi made it sound to be was very smooth and enjoyable experience. No, 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 no. Now, guys, before he continues, before he continues, I have mm-hmm. had four different iPhones. And pretty much all of the issues that he's about to list, I have never had. Like, just take that into consideration. Also, Apple, Loki, what are you doing? Like, first experience, kind of crazy. Continue. So, when I got my phone for the, you know, new iPhone setting everything up, it was smooth breeze. I didn't have any issues. But let's begin. So, I ended up switching carriers. I was originally on Verizon, and I was paying about 25 bucks a month for 5 gigabytes. And then I moved over to Visible. This is not a sponsored ad. Just saying. Moved to Visible. It was only 30 bucks a month, 5 bucks more for truly unlimited data. And I was like, okay, but I would get to zones after I switched, you know, things would work, but then I would get to certain like areas where it would just stop working completely. And I was like, okay, so either a, this is just a bad connection or B something's going on with my service. And it would just, you know, it just happened here and there. And it wasn't like every day, but when it did happen, it was at the worst points. So I ended up doing some research, come to find out I had to reset the network settings. And what that have or what that allowed to do was basically wipe all the settings that Verizon had and just leave the new ones for visible. And guess what? Everything works perfectly now. That was issue one. Issue two, Siri. Siri did not want to give commands. I would be like, hey, Siri. You know, it'll be like, sorry, I cannot do that. Or it would be Apple Music. You would think with Apple Music that you give it a command, it should follow it. It should work. It is built in with Apple. Started reinforms and a lot of people were like, no, it just doesn't work. You know, there's no solution. Some people said after an update. Come to find out it was a it was a Siri recognizing your voice issue. So if you go into your settings and go reset Siri to recognize your voice properly, again, restart your device, then it will solve that issue and it will do all your voice commands that you want. No issues, no problems. 
And yeah, that's that's kind of been my experience. Just like little issues with the software and just coming to find out you just have to reset it and it solves a lot of your issues once again had four iphones never happened to me so um i don't know what to tell you and you bought your phone new so did you buy your phone no you bought your phone used. no body but still i i don't know what to tell you um what what would i say is next for me um so what what are your thoughts on snapchat as an app and it's oh, a relationship so, again? i said that's a completely love hate relationship because uh-huh. i love i like snapchat because i use it for you know texting my group chats work anything like that i know it's not the pro- most mm-hmm. professional thing but it just works mm-hmm. but the issues i have did you'll be watching a video and you're like oh that's that that sounds cool that sounds amazing let me go watch that watch it right when it hits over what that 10 second mark add continue watching after that add and you just keep getting ads over and over again you just don't want to watch the content anymore because they're pushing those ads so hard so that's that's my issues is how many ads it has i'm like if it was like youtube you do one in the beginning and one at the end Oh, I'm okay with that. But doing the whole thing of like every few seconds you need an ad, I turn away. I don't want to see it anymore. I don't care for it anymore. I'm going to go do something else. How about yourself? What are your issues? See, I I have a laundry list. So around like through, well, I got Snapchat like in eighth grade, like graduation damn near. So I can't speak for the entirety of high school. But when I got Snapchat in middle school, or the entirety of middle school, I mean, uh, but when I got Snapchat in middle school, from there to like all through high school, like maybe freshman year of college, um, Snapchat was smooth. Snapchat was smooth. You know, it was cool, smooth app, love relationship. But I don't know, somewhere in what, 2019, I feel like they added, what did they add? They added the um see your friends location whatever thing mm-hmm. they added um being able to have like i think they added like around there um like having the stories that you can follow from like bigger accounts and like whatever whatever and i think they added some other stuff well they separated like the main stories versus mm. like celebrity stories yeah so it was and two so- different categories Around when that came in was where I feel like everything started to go downhill Um, because the app itself just started feeling clunkier and just like annoying and I started hating it. And so they added those like celebrity story, whatever things, ads started to come in, which, you know, they got to make their bag. So it's fair. Just the way they implement them. Kind of annoying. Um, And so they started adding. they? They started adding that, you know, cool, cool, cool. And they started tweaking things around the app. Throwing like, uh, like throwing random things in, changing like the layout of things, like adding swipes here to get to certain screens, pinch to do this, like adding a bunch of random, annoying, useless stuff in. And so literally from like that point, like freshman year, I just kind of started like, I think after freshman year, I just really started like not using the app like at all, really ever. I'll go on there every now and then just see what people are like, what people are up to. But I just hated that. And so 
I went on it like I think like a week or so ago and I saw they added the ultra wide lens on iPhone now at least and so that's cool makes me like want to use it a bit maybe more because that was another one of the things that like after the iPhone 11 came out and they added the ultra wide they just didn't add the option to use it on there which is mad annoying and so they finally added that so that's cool but even still right now I still kind of like the app just feels like too like bloated kind of like there's just too much going on that just doesn't need to be going on and it's just I, like it, it annoys me and um what else there's something else that when they added like 3d bit emojis that, that no like the the reg bit the regular bit emojis that they had the like 2d cartoon okay. ones nice. were cool they were cool they yeah. were calm they looked cool good and they 3D added these like 3D trash. ones, bro. They horrible. look disgusting. Like, bro, they actually look genuinely look bad. I like went in and edited my Bitmoji yesterday, um, because my roommates were telling me my boy was like, he he had to go. Fit was terrible. Like, <laughs> my man looked bad, which I didn't really care about the app, so I didn't really like change it for a while. And so they're like, yeah, you got to change it. So I went in, I changed it, and I was like, okay. 3D emoji, hopefully, and you know, it'll update, look better. But I don't know if it's the textures they use, like the software, but bro, it looks bad. Yeah, no, it and definitely so, doesn't look sharp. Right now, Snapchat is pretty much top, top hated social media app for me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Um, gods of Snapchat, please fix that. I don't know. Um, next on my hit list um, of recent things that have been irking me, World Cup started today, and so I was I was I was hitting the Googles. I was hitting the Googles, searching like, oh, where to watch World Cup, and I see Fox and Fox Sports, bro. And no offense to the Fox Network, but you guys do not have a streaming platform. So where am I gonna watch on demand? I am not going into my browser to type in Fox Sports every time I want to watch something. I want like, you know, Paramount Plus, ESPN Plus. Yeah. Easy to pull up on all on all of uh, like what's it called? All devices and sites. Calm, nice UI, you know what to expect. Everything's good. But um no, that's a that's a first world problem. Just seen that today and it really annoyed me. Um even like Peacock Bro would have been better. NBC, CBS, ESPN. Like, how'd you fumble that? Like, come on. That, that, that was annoying. Now, uh, what, what about you? What about you? Well, I don't have any complaints about it at all. Um, okay. That's just, that's your own personal issue. You know, you have. Mm. But I do see what you mean. Um, how it's all, like, combined into one spot. Mm. Wow. But no. That irked me. I, like it, it gotten. We'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Um, something else. Like recently, um, I switched from Fitbit to Apple Watch because my Fitbit just randomly died, and I have had two two previous iterations of the Versa. I had the Versa. I didn't have the Versa one, but I got the Versa two and I, and I got the Versa three and with both of them, the watch would like die or have issues within like 
a year of having it. And mm-hmm. so I'd have to go back to Fitbit, get a replacement model, go through the whole warranty thing, blah, blah, blah. And so with the Versa 3, it actually surprisingly lasted more than a year, which I didn't realize. But um, then it died. And then I went through the whole warranty, whatever thing to go to Fitbit. And they're pretty much like, oh, yeah, it's out of warranty. So you're pretty much on your own. We'll give you a, a discount for your loyalty. Um, but, yeah, we can't really do anything else. Then I think the discount ended up being like 15%. And that, yeah, that sent That's me. That's nothing, bro. It's just yeah, covering that, taxes. Like, like the audacity for them, not even for the, the size. Yeah, no. Actually, yes, for the size of discount. But the audacity for them to say, we're going to give you a loyalty discount and then hit me with 15 percentile. I was like, yeah, we're out, bro. We are out jumping ship. And so I got an Apple Watch, even though I pretty much said I never would because the battery life is atrocious and they're insanely overpriced. Um, but I got an Apple Watch used on OfferUp. And it's been smooth in terms of experience for the most part. But there are four things that uh, aren't, aren't like huge, huge, like, you know, uh, things, but things that I've noticed that are kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, the first is when you like start navigation in Apple Maps to somewhere, it automatically pops up on your watch too. And so you'll get like vibration prompts and then it'll like show you what the next turn is, um, which I don't mind, but it's just like you don't have a way to like turn it off just on the Apple Watch if you don't want to see it on there. Like for the most part, it's smooth because like if I'm driving, my hand will be on the wheel, like my, my left hand will be on the wheel anyway. So I can just like glance down and then it'll remind me of if like, a turn is coming up since I don't have uh, voice prompts activated on my phone navigation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's cool. But when my battery is low, and I'm trying to, you know, save as much battery as possible, and I don't need those voice prompts, or if I have my phone up and I can see it, like, I wish there's a way to turn it off. That's not an option. That's one. Second, bedtime alarms. I have, like, my bedtime like alarms all set, so... 11 whatever p.m. it'll tell me oh wrap up go to sleep and then in the morning it like wakes you up to like a gradually ascending alarm sound to like wake you up it's supposed to improve the way you wake up so you don't wake up like so like rushed which apparently affects your energy whatever brain for the rest of the day um but yeah so i have that set up and up to apple watch smooth it'll wake up fade in cool once i got the apple watch it automatically switches the alarm to your watch but then it doesn't give audio at all anymore and so it's just a vibrate and as someone who averages five hours or less of sleep that vibrate isn't waking me up it's just not doing it and so the first week of having the watch missed like two days uh like my first class of the day two days in a row wasn't cool and so now I have to have my bedtime alarm and then I have like another alarm, like a just regular alarm set for those same days of the week, like five minutes after that alarm supposed to go off. And then that makes a sound, which is dumb, like, okay. Um, and so that makes a sound. And so now I wake up to that if the first one doesn't wake me up. Next, we're going to knock these out. Next, um, I don't know why. I think this is just for messages that I've noticed this, but I'll get like a text message on my phone and then like maybe like 30 to a minute after it'll appear on my watch. Then I'll get that vibration, even though I could have like already opened it and replied on my phone. It just like comes later. 
weird. Mm-hmm. Um, next final thing is um, sleep tracking. They added this recently, like I think like last major iteration update. Um, but it like has full sleep tracking now. We're like, like, okay. English. It'll track the hours of sleep, the different like, um, types of sleep that you got. But for some reason, sleep under four hours, it will not track. And so on my phone, it'll show like, oh, you're in bed from this time to this time, but the watch itself won't track that sleep. That's annoying. People don't always get dope sleep. So it'd be nice if. For the the three hour club, they still had something there, but it's not. Apple could fix that in a software update. I don't know, but those are kind of the main things. The watch I have, I forgot the exact series I got, but it actually lasts like a day. I just put on the on the charger when I go to have a shower, come back out. Mm-hmm. It's either fully charged or has enough to kind of get me through the next day. Um, but yeah, those are kind of the things that I would say have been annoying me recently. Do you have any others? I've been ranting for a bit of a a bit of time. Do you have any? No, anything I you can't say add? that I do. Okay. Well, if that's the case, uh, do you want to take us into our next topic? Let's see. Our next topic was it interesting new tech, right? Mm-hmm. The new Prius. The new Prius. Mm. Mm. So I know you don't like how it looks. Hate it, but. Absolutely. Personally, I think it looks nice. It's definitely a lot better than their 2022. That model looked horrible. Everything to be prior. fair, the previous model did look atrocious. So this is a step up from that. But the new but, one, it's clean. It's a nice interior. It has a nice big screen for your, you know, Android Auto, Apple, you know, what is it? Apple Auto, Apple, Apple CarPlay. Uh, music apps that supports all of it. So, like, for mo- majority of people, I think it's going to be a nice car. It's all-wheel mm-hmm. drive as well now. So, you can get great miles, and you don't have to worry about traction issues. That's my yeah, take on it. I don't know. It's just, like, it just looks like it's it's trying too hard to me, bro. The front, the back looks reasonable, decent. But the front, it looks like it's trying too much to be in, like, cyberpunk, bro. Like, be a regular car. Like, Teslas, bro, they look... They look elegant. Not elegant, but they look, like, minimal, calm. Like, almost anyone from, like, any age group could drive it and not be mad. But this car... a question, though. It's looking like it's trying to be too futuristic, bro. Like, calm down. So would you say then, like all of Hyundai's new cars look futuristic? Then, hey, Way too as far futuristic. as I'm concerned, Hyundai, hey, they in the same boat. Hyundai, Toyota, Kia, I think Chrysler too. Their headlight design teams, they gotta calm down. Got they like they have to go to a little like rehab, little camp or some, figure it out. But I just like I personally couldn't do this. Like, and I feel like the headlights year after year be getting like slimmer and slimmer. Like, bro. Oh, yeah, no, it's going to be non existent. Don't worry. It's going to disappear off the car completely. Like, headlights won't be a thing anymore. Be just beams. And so, I don't know. Side profile looks okay. The back looks looks decent. But that front, bro, like, it's just doing too much. 
Doom Eternal. All right. Um, I see. What's next? <laughs> the uh, the RTX forty ninety. So I don't know. I've been seeing like notifications popping up about this like the past few the past like week week or so about these cable these cables melting. And I don't really know mm-hmm. like too much. Do you know Do you know anything about this? Like, have you heard about this? It's too much power, in easy terms. Um, it's too much power. So the so the cards, I believe, are withdrawing too much power from the power supply and board that the cables can't actually like transfer it without heating up like crazy and melting. Basically, it's mm-hmm. a heating issue from them withdrawing so many watts at once. I think they're getting up to like what two hundred, two to four hundred watts, I believe. Mm. And I'm like, that's pretty high for a card. So that's the yeah, issue there. They were saying like people didn't weren't plugging in the cables properly, and I was like, bro, I'm not gonna lie, the people nah, that are nah, that's not using issue, these bro. first of all, like PC people, bro, they're not they're not dumb. Like they know what they're doing. It's not like you're going to do half, like halfway plugged in and be like, all right, that works. No, no, it needs to be all like, the way in bro. for it to work, first of all. And so, I don't know. That just seemed like a cover excuse. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't know too much about it. So, yeah. Um, seems and simple. And other interesting stuff. Uh, Waymo, I think like this week, um, just got cleared to like their, their cars that they have like on trial right now, like on the their closed program like driving around they previously had to have like a driver in there like even though the car was driving itself just to be like there for safety um but now they cleared it so the cars can actually drive driverless still under like their private uh invitation program but they can just drive like genuinely driverless now so what is it exactly though is it like a taxi system or essentially yeah it's like um a driverless like taxi like ride hail kind of system that they're testing out. You know, it sounds cool, don't get me wrong, but how easy things can get hacked nowadays. What about if there's someone that's value could easily just make that car go into another car? It could have a malfunction, bro. There's so many issues just having a computer do all of the driving, honestly, in my eyes. See, and at the end of the day, that's up to is it um I want to say I want to say, yeah, it was formerly, I'm guessing it's still owned. Yeah, it's still owned by Alphabet. So it's a Google company. So honestly, just uh, comes down to how well um, there are, what's it called, uh, safe havens and like firewalls in place mm-hmm. to thwart that. But, you know, it is connected to the internet. So in theory, everything's hackable. And so that just comes down to how hard it is to crack. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's fair. Um, so finally, you know, we're we're getting up there. It's been it's been a while. And so um, to wrap out the episode, I thought that you know we could add a little segment called "Things to Keep Your Eyes On." Now, the idea of this segment is just you know things that we've seen or heard of that I have no clue about i haven't done any research on i have no inkling what it is or what you know what's going on there but just things that i've seen taken a quick you know glance at and look interesting and so the first one that i have here 
is um, this browser called Arc Browser. And I just saw this story real quick, looked at the picture, and essentially it's made by this like startup um, called uh, The Browser Company that was just trying to make like a browser that's kind of like designed and like just the the inner workings of the browser and like how you move around it is just different from the uh, conventional kind of browser design. And so it's essentially new browser kind of supposed to be made a bit differently with a different kind of like thinking in place in terms of navigation. And so that was cool. Interesting. If you're looking for a new browser, mm -hmm. you could check that out. Um, but yeah, it looked interesting. Once again, have no clue what's actually going on there, but it looked it looked cool. Would you like so. a little description real quick? Uh, go ahead. So, well, we're here and I'm doing a little reading on it. It looks like, so their whole idea is instead of you having tabs go across your whole screen, you know, like normally on, let's say, majority of browsers, you have all these tabs that go right under your uh, search bar. What they want to do, it looks like they're using a system called uh, Sigma OS. And you can even get this for um, other browsers as well. But the whole idea behind it is you have a column on the left. So all your tabs will be on the left and then you can category or categorize them. So you can have like your social media tab groups. You can do like your social networks, um, work, whatever. Basically, you just allow you to quickly go through like an app almost just to quickly select what you want instead of having everything just in a long bar where you have to like kind of take some time to figure out which one of those tabs are. Because after a while, once you get so many, you know, you forget what they actually are and you have to click on each one. Mm hmm. Not sure, because my, my tabs, even right now, I'm looking and I have at least possibly 20, actually. It looks like it might be 20. Yeah, I'm up there but as I feel well. like I always have like, tabs. You have no idea teams. what they are. All you see is a little icon and you're like, oh, I guess yeah, that's a tab. See, Let me click on it and figure what that is. I've gotten to the point where, like, I'll have my tabs. Like, yeah, it's a bunch of bajillion things, but I kind of have them organized in a way where it's like the stuff on the left is stuff where low-key, never going to get to that. Stuff in the middle is kind of like relevant, kind of like mm, bit of school in there, bit of stuff I was maybe looking at. And then the end is kind of just like random stuff I've been looking at like recently. And so it kind of yeah. works. Kinda really doesn't. Boat, honestly. But whenever people see it, they're like, oh my, how do you have so many tabs open? Like, Bro, it works. I do a lot. That's why. <clears throat> but that's cool. I just I just saw it. It looked the UI looked smooth. So I was like, interesting. I'm definitely gonna have, uh, we're definitely gonna have to give it a try and give you guys an update exactly. for the future. See, Brave, Brave has gotten me. Um I've been a loyal Brave user ever since that uh Google since Google like uh got hacked and like passwords got leaked. That just annoyed me. And the browser was already slow as day anyway. So I just switched. And Brave has been smooth for me ever since. Built-in ad block. Calm. Um, just better, smoother, quicker. So that's what I've been What's using. The, uh, that's actually so... Let me give you a quick little story actually here. So I actually used Safari for, I would say, the longest time on my Mac, right? Mm -hmm. But the problem I found with Safari is that it doesn't load pages smoothly when you're scrolling. 
and it can sometimes sure, make it sure. seem like it's lagging. And then if you go, let's say, on Brave or Firefox, you don't have that issue, and it's just smooth sure. reading. And I use Safari thing... for phone, but I always just found, like, on desktop, it's just, like, too minimal. Like, extensions and bookmarks and stuff just always kind of feel clunky using it on there, and so... Oh, for sure. I just can't. One of my favorite thing about Brave, though, is that you can have different, um, what's called different profiles. So you're going to have, let's say, a profile for, let's say, your schoolwork, right? Have all your signed in accounts for your school, yada, yada, right here. Then you mm-hmm. can have, let's say, your work bubble, which is all just your work stuff and extensions all right sure there. Same. So you can actually separate your lifestyles or what kind of stuff you're doing by having different profiles or different cabinets. And that's one of the features I use the most. I genuinely had no clue that existed. I think I've seen a profile like drop down thing before, but I've just never used more than one. That's actually interesting. That's a cool feature to use, honestly, for a lot of people who just either, you know, let's say, like I said, people who work and then when they get off work, they have, you know, their social media, YouTube, whatever. They can keep it separate and not all be in one area. That's actually pretty cool. Never tapped into that. Well, next on our list, um, there's matter. And so I watched like one video on this, but I still don't really know exactly how it works. Essentially, it's like this um, smart home like protocol um, that's essentially supposed to come in and be kind of like a one fits all in that Amazon Alexa products will work with it. Google Home and like uh, what is like Samsung's like Bixi and then uh, Bix, not Bix, uh, yeah, Bixby. Bixby, I think. And then um, Apple HomeKit stuff will all like work on like one like protocol like standard. And so essentially you should be able to go out and like buy some random like LED bulb and regardless not have to like worry about, oh, does it, will it work with my Alexa? Will it work with my Google Home? It should just work automatically. And so, um, yeah, I saw that. haven't done too much research into that, but that's supposed to be like coming out and be like implemented generally. So it should make life easier in the smart home realm. That's kind of cool, actually, and very useful for people who either don't know too much about tech or just want something to always work. Mm-hmm. And then what? Finally, <laughs> I had this isn't really like a keep your eye on really thing necessarily, but didn't didn't really fit anywhere else. I just wanted to like talk about have you have you used wordle at all before i have not i don't even know what that is honestly Uh, well wordle it's kind of like this uh like um i think it was originally it's standalone like its own standalone thing and the new york times picked it up but it's just like this site that you go on like every day that has like these um like every every day you go on and they have like a word that you're supposed to guess and so what is this yeah okay Mm mm-hmm where, what is it, like a 5x5 five five grid or something? It is a 5 by one two three four. It's about 6 or 7. Okay. <clears throat> and so I played it, like, a bit more religiously, like, last year when it was kind of in, I guess you could say. Um, And it was, it was cool. Like, you actually, like, some words that you didn't really, like, normally use. You had, like, you know, guess it and be like, oh, how many, how many, you know, like, guesses did it take? Oh, it took you, like, four. Oh, it took me one. I'm better you know Mm -hmm. and um 
so randomly like last week in my office like one of my coworkers was like playing it and i was like bro it's been a while and so we went on and we were like going back and forth and we couldn't get it and well no we couldn't get it like originally but we got it eventually and so the word ended up being like glyph like g-l-y-p-h and mm-hmm. i was just like bro i don't i low-key don't know how we got it because it's just such a random word mm-hmm. but i just found it like interesting and kind of like cool that like these random words that you never really think about it like gets your brain like thinking and moving and so that was cool um yeah that was that was that was just interesting that's all that's that's pretty cool though actually Mm. fun though you know if you're if you're just trying to like pass time but basically puzzle games that kind of keeps you stimulated and doesn't just Mm kind of keep you there existing exactly Get your mind, you know, brain moving. It's kind of kind of fun. Um, but yeah. Do you have anything that you know you think the people should be keeping their eyes on, ears up for? You know. You know, I would say the only thing is keep your eyes out for those Black Friday deals coming up and Cyber Monday. That was that'll be all, honestly. Yep. Pretty much, you know, you know, pretty much all of the Apple pro- not all of the Apple products, all of the Apple accessories. Mainly AirPods. Hey, if you're trying to get AirPods, Black Friday is the time to tap in. Mm-hmm. Even if you go for the first gen Apple AirPod Pros, those aren't bad. Mm-hmm. And if you want something with some of the more modern tech, go with the, um, what is it, AirPods 3. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get noise cancellation, but they do still sound great. The microphone's great, and they don't have ear tips for the people who actually may not like them. Mm. And at least for me, um, <laughs> that lens that I was talking about earlier has ensured that I will not be getting anything during that time period. But, you know, for um, all of the other people out there that have not spent crazy amounts of money on a used lens recently, uh, hey, go crazy, you know? Pretty much. <clears throat> but, um, yeah. Do you have anything else before we, you know? No, I think up? I'm satisfied with everything for now. Well... It was our first episode back in in a, a, a long time. We don't need to specify the exact time frame. It was about it's a year. Important. It's not important. Just thank you but, guys for uh, coming back. Yeah. <laughs> so um, without further ado, you know, uh, thank you, you know, for tuning in. If you are, um, if you've been here from the jump, from the conception, you know, COVID times, um, thank you so much. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah we'll see you next time see y'all later